This is Claire from We Are Live, and you are listening to the We Are Live Fancast. Fancast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to a special edition of the We're Alive Fancast. This is episode number four, and we have an interview with Claire Doden. Our show today is partnering with Dead Reviews, who arrange these interviews. You can find links for both shows in the show notes. This is Mick. And this is Redbeard. Claire Doden, who is known as Riley to We Are Live fans, as a, was a great interview. And for you audio drama fans, she's also currently doing a different podcast audio drama. It's a sci-fi production, and it's uh, called The Leviathan Chronicles. So, Redbeard, how cool was, was it to talk to Claire today? She is outstanding. She's so talented. I, I, I just kind of was blown away. Yeah, me too. I hope you guys are excited for this show. I guess we should just go ahead and roll it now. Not so fast, my friend. Hey, this is Future Mick. Before we get the interview started, I just want to make sure to talk about the audio quality of this call. It's not as good as we want. Uh, Redbeard and I were trying out some new recording software to try to get the video uh, put that on YouTube, and not only did we not get good video from the software we were, we were trying, but we also did not get uh, the greatest audio quality. And the first half of the call is okay, but about halfway through, it really starts to have a little bit more popping here and there, and it wasn't popping that I could uh, edit out. So I, I did the best I could with getting rid of uh, what I could get rid of. Other than that, we had a great interview. So let's get to it. Here is the Claire Doden interview. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Je m'appelle Mick. Uh, comment allez-vous? Je vais très bien, merci. <laughs> Your French is very good. I could clearly hear what uh, you were saying. <laughs> uh, bien, merci. Uh, je, je ne parle uh, pas français. Si, si, tu parles français. La preuve, tu viens juste de le faire. <laughs> no. I'd... Well, uh, for our listening audience that doesn't speak French. I greeted Miss uh, Dodon, and she asked me to marry her, but oh, I'm, no. already, I'm already married, so unfortunately I had to decline. Thank you so much, though. <laughs> and Redbeard didn't know I was going to do that. I've been telling him. Oh, them, my goodness. And I was hoping you're a good sport. I think I think uh, I could tell you were right from the bat. But uh, thank you so much for being on our fan cast. My pleasure. Let's see. Uh, how did you first hear about We Are Alive? So I saw this on the casting website and I had basically just arrived in LA. So I didn't have a car even at the time. So I asked my friend Jim Gleason to give me a ride um, to the casting. And, um, and as he was here, he asked if he could audition for it as well. And then we both got cast in it. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Oh, that's, that's really incredible. cool. That was a total accident for him to come to the audition. It's just because I needed a ride. <laughs> so you and Jim Gleason were already friends? Yes. Prior to? Yes. That, that's great. Is he, uh, is he in the Leviathan show as well? No, no. No. That's really cool. See, uh, what was the casting process like when you started? 
Uh, well, they basically, they gave us different sites and then they picked, uh, I guess because they, they heard her speak when we arrived, so they picked a character for us to read. Um, and it happened that uh, Jim and I went in the room at the same time and then he read for Michael and I read, I read for Riley. And, um, and I guess they liked it. And maybe it could be because uh, Jim and I knew each other already very well, so um, the connection was already there when we did the scene together. Um, but yeah, so that was really cool. But the thing is, when um, he got the call before me that he got the job, so he calls me and tells me, oh, I got the job in real life. Have you heard? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? He gives me a right to the audition and he gets the job? Wow. But then an hour later, I got the call. <laughs> so I was like, yay. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. That's, that, that is awesome. <laughs> So we're going to jump into questions about the show. Okay. How devastated do you think Riley will be when she finds out how Angel ended up dying? Uh, well, I'm going to go into suppositions here because I'm not allowed to give spoilers. Right, right. Okay, Because otherwise Katie is not going to be happy. Right. But I think it's fairly <laughs> obvious that uh, uh, Riley would take it really badly and that she would yes. get very angry. Yes. Um, because um, it was already really... You know, it's really, really hard to know that he died uh, in an accident. But if it's not an accident, then it makes things even worse. And I think that would get all this anger and resentment and things she has inside. I think that might unleash. Oh, yes. All of that she's been, that she's been using, you know, with the drinking and all that. Because she's been um, keeping it in. And I think that might come out. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting to see her unleash the fury. <laughs> 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 Me too. <laughs> I hope I get to do it because uh, um, the thing is about the show is that uh, Casey doesn't actually tell us what's going to happen. So we can only, uh, uh, yeah, suppose it, imagine what will happen. But, um, oh, great. But, but so far, I mean, sometimes it surprises us, but I think we know the characters now well enough that we kind of sense what's going to happen next. And, and, and with all that in mind, and I'm thinking not, but do you think there is a potential for a new love interest for Riley or do you think she's going to be closed off? Uh, I don't think that's really in her mind right now. I think she's too, she's got too much pain and, and there's too much going on around her right now that she can't, unless suddenly she meets somebody that really hits it, that could happen. You know, that happens in life the moment you don't expect it, but in her head, I don't think she's looking right now. Right. Um, right, right. But she could, she could just, meet somebody and then that could just happen in a flash without her realizing it you know and that happens in real life as well uh when we least expect it and suddenly somebody comes into our life someone that would kind of lift that emotional burden off her shoulders or something yeah somebody who would probably it would probably be somebody who's been through something similar and who can um who can relate to her and then um uh, break her barriers because I think right now she has those walls that she's put in because um, right. she doesn't want to get hurt again so she's not really letting people in um, and, uh, and I think she could eventually meet somebody who's going to be able to crumble that wall and, uh, and touch her okay well uh, okay so we're going to ask a few questions about you now I mean okay everything I've seen about you you're really cool I mean you're from France you lived in yep. England for a long time uh, you've got superhero type skills, <laughs> you know, good with sword and crossbow and all that cool stuff. Yeah. That's really neat. Uh, who, who taught you how to use a sword and crossbow? Uh, well, I um, it was in England. 
Uh, I was uh, at a time where I wasn't getting a lot of work, so I thought, you know, I really need to do something to uh, occupy myself because I can't just wait for a phone call, you know, to happen. And and so I, I looked at skills that I could get, and um, and then I saw sword fighting, and I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Awesome. So I went to take a class and I loved it. So after that, I, I kept training and, and all the, and learning different weapons as we go along. And because uh, this is so much fun, it's also because I wanted to stay fit. And going to the gym, I find it really, really boring. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm there on the on the bicycle on the thing and listening to music. And after two minutes, I'm like, is that hasn't been only two minutes? Uh, rather than when I sword fight or when I, that I, I look at the clock and I say, like, oh, it's already been eight hours. <laughs> Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> you see what I mean? Is that you can go the whole day fighting. It's so much fun that time flies by. So okay. it's a great way to stay in shape, you know? You know, I, that, I thought that was pretty amazing because I, I wasn't familiar with your work. And I went to write, uh, read up on your bio and I saw where you had participated in The uh, Deadliest Warrior. Yes. And I just thought that was so cool that I could connect it back. Yeah, Deadliest Warrior was so, so much fun. But it was really hard physically. Uh, because the, like the crossbow, for example, is really, really heavy. And, um, and I had to run all day because we, we shot all day. So I had to mm-hmm. pick it up, run with it, fire and all that. And uh, on the day with the adrenaline, you don't feel it. But the next day I couldn't move. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I couldn't lift my arm. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it's and like all- the whole day. It looks on, on Delius Warrior, it's like a whole, it's just an hour. But in real um, thing, which we had to prepare and then prepare the shots. So you do the shots in different angles. So you got to do it many times, oh you know. Goodness. And um, that sounds rough. To prepare the shots. So yeah, so that was, uh, but that was so much fun. Everybody was so cool. Because I was the only girl on set. So, um, uh, so the, basically all the guys were there, they just were all after me, you know, they, do you need a coffee or do you need this or do you need that? I was so happy to have a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So for me, that was really, really fun. I felt a little bad for the, the guy who was uh, my opponent because he was a guy, so nobody was so interested in him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was getting all the attention. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going a little off script from our questions because this okay. is so in- interesting. I wanted to know, uh, since you know Riley is so much like you, it seems like, did they just basically yeah. have this character and they said, you know what, Claire Dodon is, is so cool, has all these skills, why don't we just use all these and make this new, uh, add all these things to this character? Yeah, I think so. I think um, uh, they wrote, uh, at first the characters that they wrote, I think they probably just wrote them for the pilot or they just had like a vague idea of how the characters would be. And then they've tailored the scripts according to who we are. So I think uh, all of the actors in We Are Live um, have something that's uh, that's in common with the characters. Because I think that's um, what Casey's done in the writing, is that he's incorporated the things that we can do and, um, um, and that we feel uh, confident, natural with it. Um, okay. So I think that, that's a great, that's great writing. Well, I'm kind of scared to interview Scratch then. <laughs> well, I have to say, when I first met her, she came to the studio to do her first uh, uh, take, and then she was like this really pretty, really sweet, really shy girl. And then I saw like, hi. And then she walked into the booth, and then she started. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so she wow. was one of those who like it was in real life very very different than her character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
So that was, that was hilarious. Everybody who was there, because we were on the other side of the glass, turned around and was like, what? That's, that's <laughs> that awesome. can't possibly be that girl. <laughs> that's incredible. So uh, more about you. What, uh, what other projects are you working on now besides Leviathan? Uh, well, I do, um, I do a lot of voiceovers. I do a lot of dubbing, for example. So it's things that you guys would probably not see because um, uh, it's for friends. So I, I, I basically, I dub all the movies that you see in the cinemas here. They do a, a dubbed version for friends. Uh, in France, we don't have subtitles as much as you do in America. So um, all of the American movies are being dubbed into French. So I do a lot okay. of that, which is a lot of fun. Because uh, I get to be, um, I don't know, I, I could be any any famous actor that you know, um, and I get to be them for the day sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and, for example, I did, um, I uh, dubbed the movie Before Midnight with um, the French actress, Julie Delpy, uh, and it was shot entirely in English because it, uh, it's with Ethan Hawke, so the, the, the whole movie is shot in English, but she doesn't do her own dubbing. So um, I ended up dubbing her into French, wow. which, is, okay. which is kind of a little scary because I, ha I had to voice match her a little bit because she's well known in France. So I don't want people to watch the movie and think, and think you know, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lot of pressure and because it's a movie where she talks a lot, a lot and really fast. Uh, so that was really challenging, but it's really fun to do that as well. Um, I love any, any type of acting like that, particularly voice acting, I really love. Um, That's cool. It, it, it allows you to do things that you can't do on camera, because on camera I have to, I'm limited by the way I look. So I can only be who I look like. Uh, but with voice, I can be a little boy, I can be a little girl, I can be uh, a black girl, I can be um, uh, any color, shape, uh, size, age, uh, which you can't do when you're limited with your physical appearance. Right. So, um, so that's why I love uh, uh, voice acting. Like I could have superpowers in the real life, for example. And yes. I could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> but you, you do so much. It's so amazing. I mean, you, you, I've heard you sing. Yes, I can sing as well. Which was wonderful. Oh, and you, you know, the voiceovers and you do the acting. We're trying to convince Casey to do a musical episode of uh, We Are Live. Like Zen oh, Because most of the cast can actually sing. So, uh, oh, that would be incredible. But, but we still haven't convinced him to do that. We're, we're trying, mm -hmm. we're trying. We're like, oh, come on, how cool would it be to have one episode where everybody sings? It'd be great to go back and do one that's already been done as a musical, too. That would be awesome if yeah. he didn't want to do a live one like that. But I think it would, it would be difficult on, a uh, difficult on a technical point of view because you would have to write songs. and um, mm. So that, that might be a difficult one to do. But I, I think we're, we would always do that. Um, I love I love it when shows do that. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Buffy the yeah, series. Yeah, oh, I'm a super fan of Buffy. Love Buffy. I love the musical episode. Yeah, it was, so it was just great. <laughs> and uh, and you know, like Jim Gleason sings really really well. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of the cast uh, are strong singers, so I think that would be really cool. But yeah. I don't know if it's gonna happen right now. Casey's saying no. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to throw that out on Twitter. Yeah, you have to get the fans, the fans writing in saying, we want a musical episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to push for it. Yeah, do it, do it, I want to do it. That's awesome. So, just just to see, there's so many things that your character can do that you can do. Your character in We're Alive is a chef. Yeah. Do you do you cook in real life? 
No, I love, that's one thing that is not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly good at making salads and microwave things. <laughs> but as far as cooking is concerned, I, t I tend to burn things because I'm. A, a, I've got a little bit of a. Um, uh, I, I find it difficult to stay in place. I have a bit too much energy. So what I don't know how to do is to stay by the oven or by the, the, the thing and then look at what I'm cooking. I have to do other things at the same time. And because I'm busy doing other things at the same time, I forget what's on the, uh, uh, the stove and then it burns. You know, that's my, that's my main problem. Right. Because <laughs> I get bored. Otherwise, I'm there looking at it, cooking, and then I just have to do something else at the same time. Very energetic. Yeah, that's the thing. I have too much energy. I have to do things, you know. Okay, I've got <laughs> so a... Fighting works well for me because it you know, channels my energy. <laughs> <laughs> Very violent. <laughs> so... If the zombie apocalypse started, you know, for real, in real life, yes. out of the cast of characters, who would you pick to survive with and why? Uh, I would pick Casey. And I know he's not a character in the show, but right. I think Casey knows everything. I would completely trust him. He would absolutely know what to do and where to go and how to organize things. That's uh, great. His military training, I, I trust him 100%. So he would be the one. Otherwise, if it had to be a character, it would be Bert. Good. Awesome. Good pick. Yeah, good pick. He'd be hard to, he might be hard to live with personality-wise, but he could take care yeah, of you. Yeah, but I would feel safe with him. Yes, no, I absolutely. think he would, he would totally um, uh, help me. Plus, we have very different skills, so I think we would uh, complement each other very well. Right. Yeah, I think deep down, Bert's a softy and a sweet Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, to me, he's a little less irritating than Michael. Even though I like Michael, but uh, I kind of have, uh, uh, I think Bert has a, uh, a softness to him that I kind of like. <laughs> so I'm going to go a little off script because I, I think some of your backgrounds are very interesting. Uh -huh. I saw that Lemis was one of the reasons you got into acting. Is that, is that uh, right? Les Miserables? Yes. 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 I wanted, at, at first I wanted to do musical theater. Uh, that was my objective. And then life happens, and then things go in different directions. <laughs> but yeah, so when I was when I was little, my uh, grandmother bought me um, uh, like a tape, and she thought it was the Les Misérables, the, the book, the tape on book, uh, the book on tape. And um, and by mistake, she bought the musical. Oh wow! And then uh, and then she regretted it because I was playing it all day long, every day, <laughs> singing to it, and that's really what got me into singing and. Uh, uh, and musical theater because I just I just fell in love with the musical. I thought it, I just adored the music and uh, and the story and the whole thing. So, but that was the French version. Have you uh, oh. have you ever uh, performed in Les Mis anywhere? No, I one day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you know what happens is that the because um, uh, it's not playing in France right now, and then on the American or the English version, they actually want you to have a Cockney accent. Um, oh. And oh. I can't do a Cockney accent. So that's why that's what is stopping me basically. I need to learn um, to speak with a, a British and then particularly Cockney accent to give, be able to get a job in it. Okay. And uh, and that's a, it is difficult for me. It, it's hard. Uh, I was, See, yeah. I, I was going to get in trouble if I didn't ask because my wife's a big theater okay. fan and she grew up in, in, in England. Okay. And so I, I had to ask and I, I was very curious too. <laughs> I love musical theater. I absolutely love it. So, I mean, well, we covered the 
not cooking, <laughs> but is there anything that you cannot do? I mean, you, there's just so much. You seem very versed. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there's plenty of things I can't do. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't uh, think of them right now, though, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I was younger, I could walk on my hands, but I can't anymore. <laughs> well, I can't uh, surf. I'd love to learn, but I can't do it. You and me both. That, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, Redbeard, do you have any more questions? Not really. You just you you, you just seem to be such oh, an amazing person, and we we want to thank you for taking the opportunity or giving us the opportunity to well, talk to you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for for having me. Sure, and. Um, if we have a chance later on in the season, we'd love to have an opportunity to talk to you again, more about okay, We're sure. Alive and uh, more about you and maybe what you're doing then as well. Okay, yeah. And thank you uh, again for doing the interview. Whenever you want. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> thank you later. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at we're at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at, at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled M I C K R E D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. <laughs>